back to old school with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I've probably listened to this song with both Jay Foreman and our next guest the most. Because when I was in Utah, when I was in Utah, when I was in Utah, Evan and I, we were together quite a bit. And then we did a Saturday show as well. And whenever my producer said I was in a bad mood, this is what he would put on. Like he would just, he would just pump this. So uh, Austin, if you would, Everett has his own intro. Can you hit it for us? Here's a guy that gives them more depth at UNLV. Everett Gray brings nine points off the bench for Coach Tarkanian. In less than 20 minutes of play in a game. Here he'll have a chance. Oh, as he goes up for the dunk, Miller takes a piece of the arm. Two. Two on Miller now. Team foul number five. Here's another basketball player with a baseball background. He was a third-round pick of the Astros in 87 was Everett Gray. Let's bring him in. Oh, that's him calling back on the next line. Just go, go no, just punch it in there. Let's bring him in. Let's bring in the running rebel himself, Everett Gray. Ev, what's happening, brother? It's been a busy day. Yeah, yeah, tell the story, man. What's going on out there at school? Um, I can't really... <laughs> can't really get into everything because the fans are involved. So, but um, <laughs> I mean, I ain't going to snitch. I ain't Takashi or Gunna. Um, oh, no, he did. But, <laughs> yes, I did. I went there. I went there. I went there, Jay. I hear you, man. But, I know uh, who I'm robbing the yeah, bank with. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't Gunna in the YSL. Anyway, but um, yeah, we just had a, had a lockdown at school today and and uh, I'll tell you, tell you the off, off air, and yeah, I'll tell you off air um, what really happened because it was kind of serious. But you know, everything was cool, and uh, we figured it out. Well, this is Utah, man. I'm trying to figure like you at a private school. You you are not. This is not supposed to happen out there. Um, it we yes, were just yeah. Well, right stuff you see. We were just talking about. Uh, this offseason, of course, Aaron Rodgers and the way he finished last year and of course, uh, last night, and folks in the league, and of course, the Raiders with Derek Carr, um, that was a, a marriage that didn't work. Now, you're a Raiders fan. What do you want to happen with the Raiders at the quarterback position? Well, I would like to. I wish we can draft a young kid and build around going around a young kid, but it looks like we're going to have to pretty much go through the portal. I call it the portal um, and and grab a quarterback. Now, I don't know who's out there. Um, I mean, it's a bunch of guys after the season, there'll be some guys in the portal. I call it the portal, Jay Foreman. Right. Um, That's what it is. We can um, hopefully grab, but um, it's going to be a domino effect of quarter quarterbacks. Um, you know, that's going to be moving around a little bit, even two or three-year guys uh, that's going to, you know, I mean, some people are talking about Zach Wilson. Um, and DP, you know Zach went to our school, and I coached the kid in, in club ball. 
And uh, I think he needs a fresh start. Now, will it be with the Raiders? I don't know. I mean, I, Zach couldn't really – it was just hard. that it, When he got drafted by the Jets, I was like, I don't think he can handle that market coming from Salt Lake and Provo. And, DP, you know what I'm talking about. It's a little bit different yep. going there. So, um, you know, I mean, it's going to have to be where we might have to, um, you know, I would say tank to get a good pick. But there's so many good quarterbacks coming out. Uh and it's just next draft. I don't know. Maybe you can get one in the, in the late first or early second. Um, I, I haven't really looked at the Raiders picks, but, um, but uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, Derek Carr needs a fresh start, too. I can I can honestly see Derek Carr in Miami. Um, I like Tua, but he's never healthy, and, uh, and it's, it's going to continue to get worse. And, Jay, when he got hit, I'm not a football player anymore, Jay, but when he got hit in that one game and they left him in the game, I felt sorry for him. Yeah, me too. Um, and I, I – I wear about some like some long term effect because Jay, that was scary. Yeah, he needs to. I think for Miami, that you know, as much as he might be, I guess technically maybe be ready to play, that he needs to sit out the rest of the season. I mean, he's had three serious concussions, and they all seem to be getting worse. And they're in their in their in their bad ones because they affect him in different ways, right? So the first one, when you think about it, um, I think it was the Buffalo game his equilibrium was off where he's talking about his back and remember he couldn't stand up. He was stumbling. Right. So that's a, that's kind of like a, you know, like when you t- see a boxer and he has the, you know, the Zabzuda legs when he got hit that one time, you got the jelly legs. And then the other right. time when he got slammed and, you know, which is more like a whiplash one. Um, and you know, I, I didn't know it was that when they played the Bengals, he was instantly out. So that's you think of like a KO punch, Mike Tyson or whatever, whoever you just out like on contact. And then the other right. one that he just had against Green Bay, which was probably the least, I, I would say, just by looking at it, alarming one, affected how mm-hmm. he could think. You know, because his play in the first half was perfect. And then in the second half, mm-hmm. he looked like a totally different person. And then when he did that postgame interview, he was just – he had acted like he had just took, you know, five shots of Hennessy, you know, or something like right. that. So. I think they need to, you know, try to protect him, um, and he needs to protect himself. Uh, you know, his family and them need to get with him. Um, I wanted to ask you this about the Raiders. And, you know, my mom lives in Henderson, so she's a Raiders fan. Okay. And she all – I mean, all the text messages about the quarterback, and that's the, you know, the easy target. But no, I know – I've talked to David Carr some, or just once, mm-hmm. and texted him a few times, and he went into depth of the Raiders – organization this is even before they got to las vegas right. you know and, and of course everybody wants to look at the quarterback and granted i think they're at times you know Derek Carr didn't you know play well but with the team that they have right when you're thinking of adams possibly jacobs coming back an upcoming offensive mm-hmm. line waller at tight end renfro um then the defense with crosby and, and perriman in the middle and you know those guys when you, I think, don't you think they need a, to go try to get a splash acquisition? Whether it's, hey, don't sleep on it, Tom Brady for one mm-hmm. or two years. The only say, Tom, well, I want you right. for two years, but don't listen here. We're drafting a quarterback, and he will be your replacement at forty-eight years old, or making a trade for Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers, which probably more logistically right. is a little bit harder. But could you imagine Tom Brady actually coming in there and cleaning up that organization just by his presence? And then handing it over to said quarterback that's got drafted to really take over 
and go from there. Considering Tom Brady knows Josh McDaniel's offense, right? He right. St- he still has some life in him. Um and there is no, you know, when Jimmy Garoppolo was drafted, you you could envision Tom Brady playing until he was 45 because he had told you. So that was 10 years ago. Right. So, you know, I think what, of those two choices, who would you rather have? I mean, in my, in my, I wish I could have both of them. Right. <laughs> and then move, move Tom up to the front office. Um, and then that's how you kind of clean up some stuff too. Um, Derek Carr got a bad deal. I didn't even think uh, Gruden wanted Derek Carr even – yeah, you know when he first got there, he was battling that in the beginning. Um, I can see that. I mean, I, I me personally, I would love to have Aaron Rodgers because he still got some got some life in the. But I don't, me personally, Jay, I think um, Aaron Rodgers is not a good teammate to me. He seems a little arrogant to me, and he kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like he's it's never his fault, and that's a problem with me. I don't know. I mean, I don't, maybe I'm reading into it a little right. bit, a little bit too much, but. Um, Tom Brady, I would love to have Tom Brady. Um, you know, you got to have that line on point with Tom Brady because he ain't moving. He moves like Derek right now. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but you know, if he has a clean pocket, Jay, you know, he can he can make you he can he can win some games for you, just like he's done with Tampa Bay. But you know, the other thing too, I think losing Rugs too, uh, and that was a sad situation, hurt them too. If yeah. He was that guy like uh, the cheetah, somewhat. Take the top um, off. You know. He can catch it and take it, take it to the house right. on any any play. But um, me personally, I would probably go with Tom first, and then a close second, Aaron, if it could make it work. Um, but um, it's going to be a crazy off season, and uh, and especially with quarterbacks, because they got some good quarterbacks coming in, um, coming into um, coming into the draft too. So um, they're going to be some veterans out there. But uh, me personally, I like Aaron first, and then Tom second. We, we, we've talked about football as a thing because I know how much you enjoy it, and, and, and again, yesterday was worthy. Um, but watching college basketball this year, and then here specifically watching the Huskers, who under Fred Hoiberg have, re, have changed their identity and changed their focus and said, Fred said, I'm going to go and get long defenders who are going to be purposefully active. Uh, we're going to attack the, the defensive boards. We're going to limit second opportunities. You as a, as, a, as, a, as a hooper extraordinaire, what happens? What has to? What type of player do you have to get who will come into buying to playing power five basketball, defense, and rebounding first? Where do you find those kids? Because they're, they're not out there that much. No, they're hard, and then in that, in that case, you got to pay a little bit. I mean, I know that sounds crazy. With NIL stuff, um, you're gonna, they're gonna, you got to get to boost up your NIL stuff. Uh, you got to take some money from the football team. But <laughs> the thing is that most um, most wings, I mean, most good wings are from they're all over the country. I mean, you uh, mainly, you know, you got three biggest states. I mean, you got California, Texas. Um, those, you know, Florida got some good wings. We call them wings and things. Um, Chicago, um, you're gonna have to get some athletes to compete, and you got to do it every year. The thing is that you got to recruit your guys every year. It's crazy because these kids can hop in the portal. Um, and, but you know, if you can get size six seven, you know, to six nine, six ten, because you got you got to stretch everything. Every no one really posts up anymore until they have to. So you got stretch fives and stretch fours along with threes that can, you know, can defend three different and four different positions. So 
the mainly you got to get them out there. The way you get them out is going through the portal and and coming up with the most money. That's where we're at at this point. And it's not sad. I, I want these kids to make this money. Um, Nebraska can afford it, Jay. I mean, it's no, just I one, yeah, one I ain't writing the checks, player. One little, like one section can take it, take care of everything. Yeah, I, <laughs> at a football game. I, I, I'm a firm believer. I'm gonna show up. At, I'm gonna have somebody show up, and I'm gonna get whoever I can got. I ain't. I, I wouldn't be losing too many re- recruits. But I wanted to ask you this, man. I've been thinking of a lot about this. I've been watching college basketball, watch a lot of high school basketball, and obviously watch a lot of NBA. And one thing that I've kind of just dawned on me, and you probably already know this, is it seems like, especially at the high school level and college level, it's it's they're behind the times. And here's why I think. I think the lack, and it, this is football as well, So, the, but you know, basketball we're going to talk about, is the lack of knowing the – the, you know, where the end-all be-alls, which is what the, where the NBA is going, you know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. to develop guys, you know, from high school, develop high school kids to get to college at any level, college to if they have professional aspirations. Why is it that there isn't – that it's so – I think it's prehistoric in their mindsets. Because when I, lo- I was watching college basketball, I saw some of the same sets that I was running in high school. Like you know what I'm saying, and I and then, like I remember watching, you know the Kansases and stuff like that. I'm like, dang, that's the same stuff that I was watching when Roy Williams was a coach, and they was going thirty and zero, right. and then losing the Sweet Sixteen or something. So what? And I think I have my answer, but I want to get your answer, especially coming from you develop players and you get them to the next level. So your mindset is a lot different. So that's why I want to ask you. Well, I adjust to the times, but the good thing, Jay, the, I played for Jerry Tarkanian, obviously, and he was ahead of his time. And and so I saw this coming a long time ago. And then when I finished at UNLV, I went right overseas, and I saw all these these bigs that was really athletic and, and really skilled, I should say. And I saw that, and I was like, when I got into into coaching, I just I just added a little bit. To the game, I watch a lot of basketball. The crazy right. part, I watch a lot of women's basketball through the NBA and then the top ten. I watch South Carolina. I watch Connecticut. Right. I watch Louisville. I watch them because women are smarter than men. They run their. I'm not going to swear, but they run their stuff. Right. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> to a T too. And they spread the right. They run their stuff and they spread and they run and, and Gino runs a lot of good sets. I use a lot of sets from. From Gino, but I saw this the time I saw this coming a long time ago. Some of these old school high school coaches are college. They just they just set in their ways, and they're not going to change how they they run stuff. And those teams, you're going to see this year DP in the in the final four. You might have three mid majors. I was just about to say um, that. If you yeah, some of these mid majors are good because of the portal and then the way they play. And then plus two, they're older. Um, and some of these guys, these one and done kids, are just you know they don't even go to school in the second semester, so they've already got their foot halfway out the door. Right. Um, it's going to come to a point, Jay, where they're going to be like some football players, you know, in the bowls. Like they're going to skip, they're going to skip the tournament. Right. To get ready for the draft, but you know, some of these college coaches are sticking to their old their old plays and this night. And you got to adjust a little bit, and uh, that's why I like actually I I like. Um, Coach K, because he adjusted a little bit to the times, and, and if you see how how they're doing right now, it's not good because I think they're almost out of the top twenty-five. Ev, it's it's always fun. We will do it again next week. I know you're busy in season, but we'll we'll make the schedule work. 
Uh, it's always good radio. We'll get you and Jay together. Uh, that's Everett Gray, UNLV. Always good. Love you, brother. All right, love you too. Talk to you guys. All right, man. Everett Gray, running the Rabs. We'll toward the break. Close out the first hour of old school.